Well, we're going to continue our series called Good News for All. We've been studying the Gospel of Luke together as a church family, and we're going to come to the fourth message today, which is called Divine Redirection. We're going to be basing ourselves in Luke chapter, 20, uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. This is what it says. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favoured woman, the Lord is with you. Have you ever had your plans interrupted? I've experienced this many times in my life. I've had a plan for my own life, for my career, and I've also had plans on a day-by-day basis, but you know, often those plans will get interrupted. You know, something will come along my way and everything changes, and sometimes that's not easy. Sometimes it's good, but sometimes it's hard and it's difficult. I found that out last week. I was preparing this message, actually, for last Sunday. I'd spent all week preparing it, and it was it was quite a challenge, if I'm being honest with you. It, all week I'd been struggling to get the word from the Lord. But on Friday night at five o'clock, I managed to finish this message and I was so encouraged. I was so blessed. I thought, yes, thank you, Lord. You've given me this message. I can enjoy my Saturday now. I can watch the, the FA Cup final and, you know, I can just have a great week and a weekend, look forward to Sunday. However, I decided to take Charlie out to my dog for a walk on a Friday night after I'd finished and put my headphones on, on and I was just listening to the Bible app and listening to Luke chapter one again and just going through it all and thought, just waiting on God and just thought, yeah, definitely this is right. This message is right. And as I was on my walk about halfway around, I felt God say that actually it wasn't the right message, that this message I'm delivering to you today, which was going to be for last Sunday, it wasn't right for last Sunday. And I felt God lay a different message on my heart. Now, if I, I'm going to lie, I'd be lying if, I, if I'd said today that I was happy about that. I'd spent all week struggling to get that message and it was finally done. I was looking forward to my weekend of just chilling and relaxing. And now God was saying that that message wasn't right. I thought, Lord, what are you doing? You know, it was challenging enough, but I thought, okay, God, well, you've got to give me the word to say because, you know, I don't have a clue what I should be preaching on. God, give me the words. I haven't had enough time to study. Just give me what you, you want to say, Lord. Unfortunately, as I went home, sat on my bed and you know, I just began to get a clear sense of what God was saying for our church. And yes, it was a change of plans. Yes, it wasn't easy. But you know, on Sunday when I delivered that last week, it was such a great sense of God's presence. And I really believe that God spoke to people. God encouraged me through that word. God encouraged us as a congregation through that word. And God changed my plans. He redirected my plans. It was divine redirection. It wasn't easy. It wasn't comfortable. But I'm so glad that he did. You know, God's moving powerfully in our church as well. And I do just want to say, if you're not part of a local church, then I'd love to invite you to join us and come along. And even if you were a part of our church, but, but you haven't come back yet since all that's gone on with COVID, I'd love to invite you to come along. Don't miss out on what God is doing within our church family. But you know, God redirected that way. It wasn't easy. It was quite difficult. You know, sometimes that can happen in our lives. As I said, God redirects us. I've experienced that with career and other things. God redirected my life and it's not always easy. You know, I've made a plan for my career and Maybe you have, maybe you've got a plan for your career or the person you'll end up with, how many children you're going to have, where you're going to live, what you're going to do when you retire. Maybe you've made a plan for your life. But you know, what I've discovered is that, that the plan that I originally made for my life, it hasn't come to pass. None of it actually came to pass within my own life. If that came to pass, then I'd be a millionaire living in LA right now with my feet up, enjoying myself on a beach somewhere. So obviously my plan hasn't come to pass. God had other ideas for my life and you'll experience that we can come up with our plans 
for our lives, but oftentimes God redirects us and leads us in different ways. You know, Proverbs reminds us of this. Proverbs 16 verse 9 says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We see this time and time again in the Bible with different people. God redirects their steps. We see it with Abraham in the Old Testament, Joseph with David, with Jonah, as you can, I'm sure you remember from Sunday school, God redirected him. Even in the New Testament, the disciples, God redirected them and the Apostle Paul, including many others and including this young Jewish girl who we read about here in Luke chapter 1. We read again verse 26 to 28. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favoured woman. The Lord is with you. You know, the birth of Jesus Christ changed everyone's plans. It changed the plans of who humanity. You know, we read here about this young Jewish girl from Nazareth called Mary. She was just an ordinary girl. She wasn't famous, wasn't part of a, a royal line or anything like that. She was just an ordinary Jewish girl. And she was engaged to a local carpenter whose name was Joseph. I'm sure all that she wanted to do with her life was get married, have a few children, find a home, settle down have a bit of peace and quiet and enjoy her life. I'm sure that's all that she imagined for her life, all that she had planned for her life. Yet in the middle of her wedding preparation and in the middle of her life, we see here that, that God interrupts her plan, plans. God wants to redirect Mary's life. An angel of the Lord, angel Gabriel, appears before Mary and says, Mary, God's got a new plan for your life. How would you respond if that happened to you today? If God turned up in your living room, in your kitchen, wherever you're watching this from and says, I'm going to change the plan for your life. That idea you had, I'm going to, let's throw it out the window. Let's scrap it. Let's start again. God tells Mary that he's got a new plan for her life. And this plan, it wasn't going to be an easy plan. It was a big plan and it wasn't going to be easy. Number one, he tells her that you're going to get pregnant, Mary, before you get married to Joseph. And, and it's not going to be Joseph who gets you pregnant. Number two, don't get upset about this, Mary, but it's actually going to be a miracle. It's never been done before. You're going to be a bit of a guinea pig and it's never going to be done again. We're going to call it uh, a virgin birth. That's what we're going to call it. And, and the third thing, Mary, by the way, just, just to let you know, you're actually going to give birth to God. You're going to give birth to the Son of God. Talk about divine redirection. How does Mary respond to this life-altering news? You know, I believe there are some lessons that we can learn from Mary's response from this story that we can learn about about when God redirects our lives yes God's not going to redirect our lives in that sort of way and that's that sort of scale but but you know there are principles there are things we can learn here from how Mary responds to to when God divinely redirects her lives the first thing we learn from Mary here is that it's okay not to understand what God is doing you know two questions I often ask God that I usually asking God is God what are you doing God, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? What are you doing, God? Why are you allowing this? You know, there have been things that have come into my life that just don't make sense. Things that have happened in my life. And I think, God, why have you done this? What is all of this about? I don't know why you would allow it. And it's the same for Mary here. Mary was obviously confused about this. She was just a young Jewish girl. And God was just going to change her plans, redirect her life completely. It was crazy enough that an angel appeared to her, let alone that God was going to do all this in and through her life. Listen to Luke 1 verse 29. It says, confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think about what the angel could mean. Uh, verse 34, Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. 
You know, Mary didn't have a clue how this was possible. We know it now because we, we got the story, but, but Mary didn't have a clue what was going on, why all this was going to happen. She didn't know how it was all going to work out. And you know, it's okay if you and I don't understand what's going on in our lives. So often we can be control freaks, can't we? And we like to plan everything and know the outcomes of everything and how our life's going to turn out. But it gets a little bit uncomfortable when we don't know what's going to happen. And you know, COVID, I think, was a real tester in that. You know, when COVID happened, it changed everybody's plans for our lives. Everything went out of the window. And it's not always easy. It's not always comfortable. But, you know, sometimes it's okay when you don't understand what, when, why God is redirecting your life and what he's doing in your life. As I said, there's been many times when this happened to me where I've been confused and God's changed my plans. But, you know, there's a good thing that Mary knew here and something we can learn from Mary and something that I've come to know in my own life is that even when I don't know what's happening, God still does. Even when I don't understand, God still does. The Bible tells us that God is in control. He is sovereign. Psalm 138 verse 8 says, The Lord will work out his plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. Isaiah 55 verse 8 to 9 says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You know, if you're unsure why God is redirecting your life and what he's doing, it's okay. I just want you to know that today. Make peace with that. And God says it's okay. It's okay if you don't fully understand what's going on. You know, someday we will know, especially when we see Jesus. We might not know this, this side of eternity, but the other side, we might know why we went through that, why God allowed that. You know, Jesus said to his disciples when they were confused why he was going to the cross and why he was going to have to die. Jesus said to them in verse 7 of, Luke, of John chapter 13, Jesus replied, you don't understand what I'm doing now, but someday you will. You know, maybe God is protecting you from harm. Maybe God's protecting you from something. Maybe God's redirecting your life because you're going down a wrong path that's dangerous and that will walk away, that you'll end up walking away from him. Maybe God's redirecting your life because of the next reason, the le next lesson we learn from Mary here, and that is God's plans are better than our plans. God's plans are better than our plans. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says this, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a hope and a future. Did you know God's got an incredible plan and purpose for your life that's bigger than anything you could ever imagine or ever dreamed of? You know, when God redirects our lives on occasions, it's, it's because he's leading us into the bigger and better. In fact, it's always because he has something better in store for us. That's why God is redirecting our lives. Sometimes it's because he wants to reward us. Sometimes it's to bless us. Sometimes it's protect us to protect us. But it's always for our good. Listen to what it says, Luke chapter 1, verse 30 to 33. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He'll be very great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him a th the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. God was redirecting Mary's life. Why? Because God was going to use Mary to bring about incredible change to this world. He was going to bring about his plan of salvation through Mary. God was going to use Mary and Joseph to bring Jesus into this world and Jesus would change this world, save this world, reconcile this world to himself, to God himself. Talk about a better plan. Talk about a better plan. God has got a better plan for your life. It's a plan that will bless you. But it's also, and I found this, God will use you and redirect your life because he wants to bless others as well. He wants to use what you go through as a testimony to help those around you. He did it with, with Abraham 
as well in the Old Testament. And I love what it says, Genesis 12, verse 2. He says to Abraham, I'm going to make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and make you a blessing to others as well. God wants to use us and his plan is better. He knows what he is doing. That's the second thing we can learn from the story is that God often redirects our lives. It's always for our good. It's because often he's got a better plan for our lives. And, and number three, the third thing that we can learn from this passage of scripture is, is to respond like Mary. Choose to respond like Mary. Now, before we have a look at how Mary responded to the situation, let's, let's just consider the impact that this news was going to have on Mary's life. First of all, Mary, she was young and she had very little life experience. So she didn't know how she was going to handle this. She, she didn't have enough experience to handle this. I don't think anybody does really or to handle that sort of news. But how on earth was she going to handle this? Secondly, you know how after Mary had given birth, you know, well, Mary, first of all, didn't know if she was going to give birth and what would happen after she gave birth. Thirdly, you know, there was a big problem. If Joseph found out this, this had happened and he wasn't the father, then he'd break off. The engagement then following on from that her friends and her family would excommunicate her if they found out that she had committed adultery they'd be shame brought on the family on mary on joseph and on their names as well and not only that not only would joseph break off this engagement if he found this out but in jewish culture back in ancient times if somebody had committed adultery then the woman would be brought to the center of the village and they would throw stones at her and kill her they would be stoned to death and an engagement wasn't like it is today and engagement was treated like marriage back in those times so mary could have been killed for this for this for what was going to happen and if for whatever reason finally for whatever reason she wasn't killed then she'd be left to raise jesus on her own she'd be cast out from her home cast out from her family no job or anything like that women were looked down on in that society and if the king and the government had found out that jesus the savior of the world was around then there would be a manhunt for him and eventually there was so now let's put ourselves in mary's shoes how would you respond to this call and this message from the lord how would you respond to god divinely redirecting your life what would you say if god was redirecting you in this way i'm sure a hundred percent of us if we be honest would say thank you god but no thank you there's another girl down the road in nazareth go on her door forget about it for me there's no way on earth that this is going to happen sorry god you know how does how does mary respond i love how she responds verse 38 of luke 1 mary responded i'm the lord's servant may everything you said about me come true and then the angel left her you know we need to uh, know something important learn something important here about when god redirects our lives there's something important we need to understand and that is it's often a test from the lord god is testing us god's testing us and the test is Will we go God's way or will we go our way? This has been the test from the very start, even with Adam and Eve from the beginning of creation. They chose to go their own way instead of God's way. And sin entered the world, death entered the world, and separation from God entered into the world. And that was the test for Mary here. Would she say yes to God or would she go the other way? And that's what happens when redirection comes into our lives. When God wants to redirect our lives, there's a test. Will we say yes to God and his plans or will we choose to re re uh, reject them because God's given us free will and we can say no to God. So the choice really does come down to you and me. Will we go God's way and trust his plan and his better plan and step into that and do what he's calling us to do? Or will we trust in our own selves and try and figure it all out? Are we going to go God's way or our own way? You know, I've had this challenge on numerous stages in my life, even 
few years ago when I went through a real difficult time, personal time, such a challenge and, and my family were going through it as well. It was it's just just an awful, awful time. And I remember going out for a walk and I was in Land Air actually and it was on the bend. If you've ever been to Land Air, if you're in Aberdeen and there's a bend uh, around that uh, Land Air where there's this barrier and there's some conifers. And I remember I was just there and I just felt that challenge from the Lord. Am I going to trust God with my future or am I going to go my own way? Am I going to blame God for what's happened or will I surrender my life and run to him? And I'm so glad that I chose to to follow him and surrender my life to him. It wasn't easy. It wasn't simple. It was challenging. But I'm so glad I've known God helping me and with me. And he's brought me through that. And I'm, I can be a testimony for that. And you know, this was the, the challenge that Mary faced in her own life. Despite all those things that could happen to her. Despite not knowing what would happen to her in the future. Despite the fact she didn't understand. Mary put her faith in God. And she said yes to God. She knew that if God brought her to it, he'd also bring her through it as well. She sacrificed her good plans for God's greater plan. She trusted the Lord and God redirected her life. And you know, the God of Mary is our God as well. You and I can trust our God. He's a good God. He's a good, good father. He's a loving savior and he wants the best for you and me. He's wise. He's loving. He cares for us. He knows what we're going through. He knows what to do. He's above it all. So trust in the Lord. That's how Mary responded. She trusted in the Lord and I wonder, will you trust in him as well? Psalm 9 verse 10 says, Those who know your name, trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. Psalm 28 verse 7 says, The Lord is my strength and shield. I will trust him with all my heart. He helps me by giving my heart, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out into songs of thanksgiving. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, one of the most famous passages in scripture. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And if you want to know about our Savior, he doesn't change. Hebrews 13 verse 8 says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so as we come to a conclusion today, I wonder, is God divinely redirecting your life? Have you had that in the past? How did you respond? Is God doing it right now in your life? Or, you know, I want to encourage you, he might do it in the future. Be open to that in the future. But I wonder, are you willing for him to do that in your life? The three lessons we can learn when we have divine redirection is know that even when we don't understand what God is doing, he does. He knows what he's doing. Secondly, God often redirects our lives because he's got a better plan for our lives than we could ever imagine. It's for our good, for the good of others and for his glory. And finally, number three, know that God can be trusted. You can trust the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Trust him. He'll direct your life. And I just want to end by reading this passage of scripture. Romans 8 verse 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Let's be open to God's divine redirection in our lives because it's for our good and it's for his glory. Amen.